Welcome to the Hello Career Guru Salon. I am Susanna Keith, founder and CEO of Hello Career Guru, a company committed to helping all women advance professionally. Coming soon, Guru will offer women one unifying online platform for developing their personalized career game plan powered by executive insights. For this episode, we have LinkedIn expert Beth Granger, who will share best practices on developing professional and compelling profiles and making the most of the platform. In fact, we had the pleasure of meeting Beth through her LinkedIn seminars and her social media events. Welcome, Beth. It is so good to be here with you today. So glad to be here. Great. So let's start with the questions. How did you become a LinkedIn expert and start working with individuals to improve their LinkedIn presence? Honestly, it was a little bit by accident, like many things. I started my business about 10 years ago, and what I did was very broad. So a client where I had done their social media strategy said, you know, Beth, our sales team's coming in. Can you teach them how to use LinkedIn? And I had two thoughts at that moment. Why would you need to be taught to use LinkedIn? And you're going to pay me to teach you to use LinkedIn? And it led me down this path where over the years, what I do has focused more narrowly on helping people maximize their effectiveness in LinkedIn. Beth, excellent. So what are the different ways people can use LinkedIn? Oh, so many. Um, Business owners can use it to share their thought leadership. Actually, anybody can use it to share their thought leadership. People can use it to recruit. People can use it to be hired. People can use it as a way to extend their networking because we can't, how many cups of coffee? Well, in the old days before COVID, how many cups of coffee could you have with people and how many conversations can you have in person? Great. So what is the most effective way to network on LinkedIn and which networking skills do you find the most difficult to develop? And finally, how do you use LinkedIn as an extension of your personal network? Uh, So LinkedIn can be at different places in the networking process. So you might meet somebody at a virtual networking event and then connect with them on LinkedIn and LinkedIn allows you to continue that conversation through messages through engaging with each other's content through referring each other to other people on linkedin or a networking relationship may start on linkedin where you come across somebody you hear somebody's name they hear you and you start the conversation there and then ultimately bring it offline to a phone call or a zoom meeting and what was the last part of the question (laughs) How do you use LinkedIn as an extension of your personal network? Ah, so yeah, all, all those ways that I just mentioned, but also I like to use it. So before I'm having a networking conversation with somebody that is someone I know well, so a referral partner, what we'll do is we'll each look at each other's connections so that we can make a specific request for introduction rather than someone saying to me, Beth, I'd like to meet lawyers. That makes me work and think, of course I know lawyers, but you know, who do you want to know? I may know hundreds. So if they look through my connections and say, Beth, I see you know Davida Perry. Can I have an introduction? That's a much easier request for me to respond to. Beth, what are the common errors people make when using LinkedIn? 
there are quite a few, starting with photos. You want it to be a professional photo. While it doesn't have to be professionally taken, it shouldn't be you with your arm around somebody at an event and their shoulder cut off. Um, the next one I would say is something kind of subtle. Your headline, which is the text under your name, people often put their job title. But to me, there's so much more you can say, and I like to think of it as your 120 character elevator pitch. You can put in, if you were meeting somebody for the first time and they said, hey, what do you do or what are you involved in? You can get that in there, in that text. Another big mistake uh, that I don't think people always realize, but they've all received things like this, is not to do the connect and pitch. And that's where you connect with somebody that maybe you don't know, and suddenly you get a sales pitch in your inbox. Just don't do that. It's annoying. Uh, another, another thing is kind of an error of omission or ignoring one of the amazing features of LinkedIn, and that is that you can both engage with the content of others or share your own content. It keeps you in front of your network. It shares your thought leadership, and it can lead to job offers, business offers, just wonderful things. And I think part of it is that people are apprehensive because they know it's a career site and a business site, and they don't know if they comment on someone's post, who's going to see it, and things like that. So I think sometimes people are a little nervous, but it's a wonderful thing to do and share what you're thinking about. Share something amazing you just did in your role or even things about nonprofits. You know, I was an, an example um, on somebody's men and women of the year team for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And when they share how much money they raised, I'm going to share that as a post and say, so proud to have been on Jillian's team. Great to have raised money for this important cause. Let's see if I can think of any others. Those are the key ones. And also realize that it's not Instagram, it's not Facebook, it's not Twitter. The content tends to be about business. It can be about your life, but it's not things like, you know, which, which should I have for lunch today and put up two pictures? It's not puzzles or memes. It's more conversations that, like you described, you would have around the water cooler or at an office. Beth, I love your analogy of the water cooler. Do you feel that with the new virtual working from home situation, it's still the same? Absolutely, and, and maybe more so. Although I think the conversations around the water cooler tend to be more casual. And I think that's the kind of conversation to have in, in a message or in a Zoom meeting, whereas the conversations that happen at least publicly on LinkedIn tend to be more like, more business-like and less water coolery, less what did you do this weekend and more what project did you just finish. Great. So Beth, we recently did some guru blogs on helping out recent college graduates. What do you think is the most important aspect of LinkedIn for them to understand? Ah, uh, well, that it's not Facebook, it's not TikTok, it's not Instagram, and it's not Twitter. It's your professional and career social media spot. And it can be a wonderful place to 
find mentors, get connected to companies or people at companies that you might be interested in working at, and do all those networking things that we talked about. Way back before I started my business, I thought I was looking for a job. And I saw a job listed and I looked around at people and I found somebody I thought was the hiring manager. I reached out to her. Turns out she wasn't the hiring manager. We had an amazing phone call and we've stayed connected ever since. So there are definitely ways for people to get into organizations without sending their resume into a big black hole of submitting it. For those who are currently employed, it seems LinkedIn is still important. How do you recommend drafting a personal statement while working so that recruiters will reach out to you with opportunities? Ah, that's a good one. So kind of like having a website and having search engine optimization, you want to make sure that you have the terms that you want to be found for in your profile. So in your about section, if you're talking about something that you're involved in or your passion for whatever the topic is, make sure you have those different terms so that people can find you. Same thing with your headline, which is the text under your name. If you want to be found for a specific thing, try to have the top term in your headline. That that's very helpful insights. For those who are considering the paid premium option on LinkedIn, what are the benefits? Ah, so there are some benefits. I would say for many people, I think of it as like a gym membership. Some people, they just need the gym membership. They're good to go. They don't need anything else. Some people need some additional features and support. So there's a huge amount you could do in the free membership. And unless you're coming up upon roadblocks, you really don't need the paid because the paid involves you doing more work too. So the main differences um, include things like on the free version, you can look at the five most recent people that looked at you, but on the paid version, you get to see 90 days worth. On the free version, you can't send in mails. So those are messages to people you're not connected to and on the paid version you can, but there are other ways to send messages. Um, on the paid version, you get access to LinkedIn Learning, which is lynda.com, the product that LinkedIn bought. So it's online video tutorials, training on all sorts of topics. But many people I know in my town, I can access it for free through my library's website. And then there's also search limitations. So there's some search lim level limit that they don't tell you what it is, but you might be typically later in the month, get a message, you've reached your commercial search limit, upgrade or wait till next month. But if that hasn't happened, then it's not something that most people need. If you're in sales, if you're a business owner, the paid versions, absolutely. There's so much you can do, you can do more detailed searches, but for the regular person, there's a huge amount to do in the free version. So Beth, what's interesting is we've heard the analogy that LinkedIn is really often like the water cooler. Now that we're in a virtual world, how do you think LinkedIn has evolved? It is definitely a little bit like that water cooler. 
it's also a little bit like lunch and learns and other things that you can do in a working environment. I don't know if it has really changed because it's always been online. I think more people are realizing the power of using it to try to move some of the things they used to do in person online, like the networking and, and asking for introductions and that kind of behavior and sharing their thought leadership and their ideas. This has been an amazing learning for our community, Beth. Before we wrap up, can you recommend a book or influencer that helped encourage and inspire you through your journey? That's such an interesting thing. I've had so many inspirations and a pile of books. I would say that the people that inspired me the most actually inspired me during the process of starting my business when I thought, you know, I'm looking for a job, not a business. And so one of those people is a woman named Randy Bussey. She's the founder of Workforce. Oh, now I'm not going to remember the name of her company. This is embarrassing. Sorry, Randy. But she's a customer service trainer. So she works with companies to help all the employees act like owners. And she just inspired me incredibly and said, you can do this. You can start a business. Beth, we so appreciate your time and your wonderful thought leadership on LinkedIn and your best practices. We invite listeners to join our Hello Career Guru growing digital community by signing up on our website and checking out our Guru View blog. For Hello Career Guru, our mission is that Guru will help all women advance no matter what age, background, income, geography, or race. Please email me at Susanna at Hello Career Guru with any suggestions for future podcasts or feedback in general. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with us. Invest in yourself.